This is Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. Your host, Carl Valeri, has over a decade of experience counseling pilots. Aviation Careers Podcast will help you navigate towards your aviation career goal. Here is your host, Carl Valeri. Welcome to episode 83 to the podcast where we take you inside aviation careers and give you advice as to how to move forward in your career and also how to fund your career. And that's what today's episode is about. We're going to discuss obtaining money for training through scholarships, grants, and gifts, uh, primarily through scholarships. Tonight, joining me is uh, Aerospace Director of Polk State College. Uh, all-around good guy and somebody who has a lot of experience with scholarships is Eric Crump. Welcome, Eric. What's happening, Carl? And hello, everybody else. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, what's what's happening is that uh, I can't come off the high of uh, just finishing up Sun and Fun. And from an, an aerospace scholarships and an aerospace career perspective, it was awesome. And what a killer show, right? I mean, what a, an oh. amazing show, just being able to see all those young folks there. You know, this is what's interesting. The age group really lowered, which is good. I mean, there's a lot of younger folks that are going to Sun and Fun now and being inspired by aviation and aerospace careers. It's really cool. Uh, you know, we talked to Lights Leanhouse, who's the, uh, he's actually the president of Sun and Fun. And also Rob, uh, Williams, who is, uh, the executive director for the, uh, aerospace, uh, Center for Excellence there at Sun and Fun. He is something else. They, they have got some really great people there. But here's the important thing. The, the word is getting out that aerospace is a great career. It's a lot of fun. And uh, you can make a really good living. And those are important things. Uh, you can fulfill your need to do something important. And you can make some money. Uh, but making money doing something you love, there's no better job than that. It is. It's awesome. I mean, uh, you know, I, I pinch myself every day. Uh, you know, I, I do tell people I don't work much at my, my normal job as an airline pilot. I actually take a lot more days off than the normal pilot does. But that's because I love doing this. I like getting the word out and helping people. And I love doing air shows. I love talking to all these people. And if you listen, by the way, at Sun and Fun Radio, uh, that's snfradio.com. Or you can go listen online. Right now you can listen at liveatc.net slash snf. But wait a minute. Don't go anywhere. Listen to us first, and then you can go over there. I'll put a, li- <laughs> <laughs> I'll put a link out there to, to, to Sun and Fun Radio. And uh, they have some awesome interviews with people that are involved in aviation in many different ways. Uh, Eric, just you know, a quick highlight. The folks from uh, the Airplane Repo on the Discovery Channel were there, and it was amazing what they, they related to us about, how excited they were to be around the kids and uh, and around all the students and all the people interested in aerospace careers. Uh, you even got to get involved with something that was really fun. We, we got to film with them, which was awesome. Um, it's a fun show. I mean, you know, I... Pilots, some pilots like to bash the show. I, I, you know, I don't really get into that. I think it's really entertaining, actually. Um, that's just, that's my personal perspective. But, um, you know, get to meet Kevin Lacey and, and Heather. Uh, it was fun. It was a really, really good time. And actually, Heather is looking to pursue her CFI certificate. So we actually had a, a really good conversation about what to expect and, um, some of the, uh, some of the realizations about becoming a new CFI and how the job works and, um, the, the training, the progression from learning to teach to teaching to learn, <laughs> how that's how that little uh, how that uh, light switch flip goes, and uh, and it's just really enjoyable just hanging out with him. And I got the impression from Kevin that he was really blown away by all the uh, all the aviation education and aviation inspiration that's going on here in Central Florida. And I'm certainly thrilled to be a part of it. It uh, it like you, Carl. It's it's really cool to get to go to work every day, um, and uh, it's not really work so much as it is just really uplifting and encouraging to see new people coming into aviation. Um, you know, my phone rings off the hook. The email is starting to come in um, just one right after the other. People looking at uh, coming into our program this summer and, and even looking for next fall. Um, and that just, that makes me happy. It makes me happy to know that people are looking for their entry into, into a really exciting, really rewarding aviation career. And I think Kevin Lacey said it best. He he was excited to see that also. And he said to me, uh, he said, you know what? I said, out of everything I've done in my career, uh, this has been the highlight. Uh, being here with these 
these students and with people that are pursuing a career in aviation. He said this this is the one thing that I, that what made him really happy, and I think that's great to hear from those folks. But uh, yeah, the excitement all week was just palpable. I mean, it didn't matter where you go, where you went, to you who you talked to, um, young, old, in between, whatever, um, whether it was on the flight line watching uh, the air show or just, uh, you know, walking around the exhibits, just, it was, people were just excited to be there. And, um, and I love that. I mean, there, there have been years and I mean, anybody, you know, who wants to be honest will admit there've been years when, you know, Sun and Fun was down in attendance and, or, you know, uh, she's the, the year of the tornado, oh, um, man. you know, and there were two days of the show that were pretty much just gone. Um, you know, and so there have been issues in the past, but just to see, to see all the young people there, um, that were there, um, whole day devoted to education and, um, just, just the excitement running around there. Um, it didn't matter that it was hot. It didn't matter that it, <laughs> that the sun was cooking your flesh. It just, uh, it didn't matter because it was, it was really exciting. Even, you know, getting there at six o'clock in the morning and leaving at 10 o'clock at night, it didn't matter. It was really enjoyable. And I would, after, now that I've slept a few days, I'm willing to go back and do it again. <laughs> I'm more than willing to go back and do it again. Well, well, you that are listening to us right now, you can tell we're really excited about this event and we're, we're coming off a high here. So we're, we're going to try to, to curb our enthusiasm a little bit, but not too much, because some really cool things have happened. But during the event, and the reason we're talking to you today is uh, something came up quite a few times. We have a couple things. Uh, number one, we had an announcement. Uh, we actually released our Aerospace Scholarships Guide 2015 on ebook. We've always had the guide on the website. Uh, you can go out there and get the most current information on the website. You get 60 scholarships for free. Uh, if you actually register and the rest, actually, it's uh, $10 a month is going in next month. Right now, it's $5 a month, by the way, until June 1st. And then it's going up to $10 a month or $100 a year. That includes everything, all the courses, the scholarships guide. You only have to buy uh, the if for one month and you get the scholarships guide. Or you can buy it in iTunes and also on Amazon. Now, this is what's been interesting. As I, I talked about this, about the scholarships guide, I met with people from many different organizations, Women in Aviation, Experimental Aircraft Association, the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association, National Air Transport, uh, uh, National, let's see, it was uh, the, uh, uh, was it, Air Traffic Controllers Association, uh, the FAA, uh, and, and many of the folks in the military. One thing they told me is that there really isn't a great source for scholarships. And I said, well, wait a minute, I'm putting one together. And and what's been really exciting for me is, number one, that, that many people are really out there, and they're, and this is helping them. It's helping them find scholarships. But one thing that, that really, really got under my craw, and, and one thing that I, I want to talk about tonight is that so many people out there are still under the impression that they cannot apply for a scholarship if they're not somebody in high school. I understand the majority of scholarships are out there for high school students, but there's so many more scholarships out there for pilots that are looking for further ratings, pilots that are looking to get their type ratings, 737s, getting Airbus type ratings, getting their instrument rating, their flight instructor certificate. And I want people that are listening right now to know that, hey, there's money out there. There's money for you. You just have to put the effort forth to find that money. I'm hoping this guide will help you. It's still growing. It's a work in progress. We've just got started. We only have one-fifth of all the scholarships in our directory on the website right now, and we are, in the next month or two, just committed to really putting the rest of them out there, as many as we can, because when we put 10 scholarships out there, we get 100 more from people that want to give us more scholarships to understand them. But today, what we want to do, we want to be able to relate to you the information that's important to you looking at a scholarship and say to you one thing, one of the most important things is you can get a scholarship, I don't care how old you are, if you're 50, 15, it doesn't matter what age, race, religion, etc., there's a scholarship for you and a lot of different special organizations have scholarships. And, and I'm, I'm starting to, I've been preaching this for a while, but I'm finally getting some traction, which is good. And Eric, Eric definitely knows this. Uh, he he knows that there's many, many different scholarships out there. Actually, I'm just looking through while you were saying that, Carl. I was just looking through the ebook, and um, I had to get seven scholarships in to find one that was specific to high school students. The first six are not right. Um, and you know, and I'm just I'm just scrolling from the top down. Well, and I think a lot of people look at scholar when they hear the word scholarship, their their first thought is. 
high school going to college or college staying in college or, or whatever. Um, and that's not really the case. And I, I hope that people who are listening to this will take advantage of this resource because, you know, in a, in a program like mine, yes, we have a lot of high school students, your traditional college students who are, you know, 18 to 21, that, that age bracket. But the vast majority of my students actually are not traditional college students. They're in their late 20s or they're in their late 40s and they're looking at a second or third career. Um, and so, you know, when they, when we talk about scholarship stuff, well, that doesn't apply to me. I'm like, no, 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 it does. And so, um, you know, it, it obviously still requires work. You got to go, you got to, you got to go through the requirements. You, sometimes it's an essay. Sometimes it's an interview. Sometimes it's documentation you have to provide, but do not turn your nose up to scholarships because you're not 18. Um, because there's, believe me, <laughs> there's plenty of scholarships out there for people who are not that traditional high school going to college student. Um, so, you know, don't give up on the scholarship journey because they're, they're there. They're there. And there's so many people that want to give you money to go get training. Uh, the only problem is that these people that are, they're very good people and, they don't really understand what's involved in moving the money from their pocket to yours. Uh, so in saying that, the way they can do that is go through an organization that already has a 501c3, which is a nonprofit organization that allows someone to donate money to that organization and get a tax write-off. That's pretty important because uh, I, I tell you, there are so many people at the show that I talked to that said, listen, I want to give money. Uh, I just want to do that in an efficient manner. You know, that they want to give ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars, but they don't know how to. Well, you know what I do? I point them to towards scholarships that are already out there and uh and I talk to the people that administer those scholarships and say, Hey, listen, get in our guide and we're gonna try to get that money from your hands to somebody out there that's gonna use it for, for the purpose of flight training. And, and another important point, by the way, is that flight training is not just for people that are going into this for a career. Because there's, as a matter of fact, there's a, a scholarship right near where, where Eric is right now. And the, the purpose of that is of the scholarships uh, from, and I guess we can mention the name, the Ray Foundation, James C. Ray Foundation, where they're trying to help people move forward in their lives in general. And through getting a certificate, a pilot certificate, it really boosts a lot. Of, it it adds to their ability to train, to their ability to study. It also helps them in their self-esteem. Because imagine walking into the high school one day and saying, hey, listen, I have my pilot certificate. And that pilot certificate is on your record forever. It's like being a Boy Scout. It's like being an Eagle Scout. It's always, always on your resume. So remember, there's so many scholarships out there that will help you tremendously. Uh, Eric mentioned that we have a lot of scholarships out there that are not just for people coming out of high school. We kind of, we're purposeful in that search. Uh, we try as hard as we can to put as many scholarships out there that are for everybody. It is a daunting task. And, uh, and one of the things, and it costs us time and money to do it. Uh, in reality, the more scholarships I put out there, the more costly it is. And, and people actually ask me, how can they help put this, uh, scholarships guide together? Well, obviously you can sponsor us, but become, think about becoming a member. Even if you're not interested in a scholarship, uh, you can actually download the scholarships guide and, and show it to one of your friends. Or become a member of the podcast and that, that, all that money goes to helping us build this guide. Because other than just paying for the hosting and stuff like that, the, the scholarships guide, the courses that we actually are able to put forth and, uh, and all, both technical and also career courses, really it does help. It helps to build that. Um, but before, before we get into what a scholarship is, and notice what I talk about scholarships, okay? And that's a big word. That's what most people use. But there's many other things. There's, there's scholarships, there's grants, there's gifts. Uh, there's many ways of paying for your, for your training. So, so let's back up a little bit. You, let's, let's talk. This conversation would not be complete, Eric, if we didn't discuss paying for your, your actual training without getting a scholarship because there's many methodologies of doing that. Sure. There's, there's loans, there's grants, there, uh, there, there's loans. There's also gifts from your parents that you can look at. And these are things that you have to talk to your, your advisor about, your, your tax advisor as to if your parents want to give you money to put to, towards your flight training, 
There's many ways to do that. Of course, the traditional way to do that is is to borrow the money at a bank. That might be tough to do. Use a credit card, which I'm not a big fan of, but if it's the last resort to finish a rating, you might have to do that. But, but Eric, there's also other ways you can do that through universities and colleges. What are some of the ways that people can pay for their their tuition, et cetera, but not, not in the scholarships mode, just in paying for it? Sure. Um, well, I mean, in the college and university program, uh, whether you're public or private university or college, almost all have a work-study program um, where you can work for the college or university and um, and make some money back for that. And um, and usually, well, usually, depends on the program, but some of those are, you know, we pay you X dollars an hour, and then for every hour you work, certain amount comes back to you also in a uh, – not necessarily a scholarship, but you could think of it like that. Basically, we're going we're gonna to pay you this money, but we're going to set this money back for you to use within the university system. Um, that's one way to do it. Another interesting thing, and not necessarily um, just limited to colleges and universities, are work fellowship programs. And what is a work fellowship program? Well, if you look at um, some of the bigger academies, um, and flight safety just happens to pop in my head because they're here with us in Florida, um, you know, flight safety has a program where when you go through their their training program, you do your uh, commercial multi-instrument with them, um, you can then get enrolled in their flight instructor training program. The way this works, you um, – and don't quote me on the exact details. Go go look it up. But uh, so you sign on for a, you know, a two-year contract, I think is what it is, uh, that you'll work for flight safety as an instructor. They will pay for – your flight instructor certificate, your I, and your MEI. You give them two years of service, and then after that, you pick the type rating of your choice, and they send you on your happy way. Um, now, while you're working as an instructor, you're still getting paid, and you're not going to be making you know thousands upon thousands and millions of dollars a year, but they are going to pay you, um, and your your instructor training is going to be paid for, provided you get into uh, this work fellowship program. And, uh, you know, it, the way it works with us uh, through my program, um, instructors who hire in, it's very similar to what I did, actually. When I became a flight instructor, I just had my initial instructor rating. I went to work at a flight school. And uh, the the way it worked with the owner, you were there for six months. After you are there for six months, the owner would essentially give you your double I and your MEI, and uh, you didn't pay for the instructional time, and you got a discount on the airplane. You were basically paying just a little bit more than what it costs for the gas. Um, and so, and the way it worked for me anyway, that was basically debited from my pay. So when I flew as an instructor, I logged certain hours, you know, and that paid at certain rates. And then at the end of the uh, the two-week period when we were paid, the amount of time that I flew was deducted from that, and it came out before. So for me... I wasn't having to swipe a card every time I was flying. I knew how much money I was making and I knew how much money I was spending and I could balance those together. So work fellowship programs like that are, are a huge, a huge benefit to people who are looking for, okay, I've, if I can come up with the money to get through this certificate or I can get to this point, how am I going to get to a place where I'm able to work as a pilot? How am I going to get the instructor rating or how am I going to get beyond that? And, um, those types of fellowship programs can be very, very lucrative and save you a ton of money. Um, and for most people who are who maybe can get a scholarship or who have some type of other uh, financial aid through loans or whatever, the money's generally running out about the time you get to your multi-engine rating. But I need that CFI so I can get started and, and build some time and experience and work as an instructor. How am I going to get that? Work fellowships might be the answer. So keep your mind open to those options outside of those traditional things we typically think of. You know, it's interesting what you said about the fellowship. Uh, you traditionally hear about this in many other uh, careers, such as medicine, uh, going through a period of training, you know, like a residency. Mm -hmm. uh, there's Most of these fellowships are really, quote-unquote, merit-based. You have to apply for them, you know, and you have to actually get the, the fellowship, uh, which in itself is, you know, it's almost like a, it's a form of financial aid, quote-unquote, almost, but it's, you know, it's a little looser. Uh, the fellowship, but I, I think it's something that we all we all forget about. Uh, you know, I usually do uh, in looking at a you know a merit based or a work based uh, a fellowship, etc. Hey, how about internships? Internships are another great opportunity. So um, your 
trying to get your foot in the door with a company. Well, and don't think about internships as well. You know, I don't want to just go fetch coffee for somebody. Well, <laughs> I mean, that's the way they portray internships on you know TV and in movies and things like that. And certainly there are those types of internships around. Um, but even if you're in a go get the coffee or pick that piece of paper up from the copy machine type of internship, the exposure, the networking, the connections, the people that you're going to meet, it's still so useful. Um, we push internships hard within our program. Um, you know, we generally place uh, between five and 10 students every semester in internship programs because the connections are huge. Um, many of them do. There is some financial gain. And um, so far, anyway, I'm trying to think of an example and I can't of a student that we've recommended for an internship that didn't get a job after the internship was over. Um, and I may be wrong, but I can't think of any. Um, so even if it's not with the company you interned for, it might be with one of the companies you worked with while you were as an, in- while working as an intern. So, and this sort of takes us beyond just the, the pilot focus. I think when people look at scholarships and they, they typically go straight to flight training, but there are a lot of people out there who may be thinking, well, you know, the flying the airplane thing is not really for me. That's not what I want to do. Uh, but I still need some help getting started. I need some help with educational expenses or whatever. And, um, regardless of whether it's pilot, um, whether it's maintenance, the apprenticeship program, like they still have that. Sure. Um, you don't have to go to a part 147 A and P school to get your maintenance certificates. You can actually work as an apprentice. You can work as a shop aide. You log the required amount of hours and then you can be recommended to take the practical test. Um, I have a, a pilot student, actually not a pilot student, um, a, a pilot who's going through our program, uh, works as a flight instructor and then said, you know what? I want to be an A and P. And uh, is currently working as an apprentice uh, while also working as a flight instructor uh, to get the required time. Um, so, you know, those opportunities are out there. And certainly when we think about needing money, we typically go straight to piloting because, you know, that costs a lot of money too. But I mean, and, you know, not to keep going back to this, but if you spent 10 minutes uh, or even less than that in the aviation scholarships guide, you'd know there are tons of scholarships in there for aviation maintenance, for management for ATC, for all sorts of careers, not just for piloting. So, you know, again, don't limit your focus. If you're thinking, well, you know, I don't want to be a pilot, so there's no scholarships for me. No, 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 no. There's plenty of scholarships for you too. And beyond scholarships, plenty of other ways, again, to get the training that you need through just being a little bit creative. Not everything has to come out of your back pocket. No, that's for sure. Hey, Eric, getting back to internships, how in the world do you find out about them? Well, that's a really good question. Um, basically, every company um, on their career site, if they have an internship program, they will post their internship offerings on their job board the same as they do normal careers. Um, most people don't even know that. Uh, but you can go find internships on the jobs page of pretty much any company that has an internship program. Um, now, if you're affiliated with a college or university or even an academy-type program, um, they probably have a career services department or an internship coordinator who can help you uh, log in through a an institution or academy portal, as it were, to get ac- direct access to internships that that institution partners with. Um, so uh, both sides, the in academia and the non-academia. It's very easy to get to internships if you just know where to look. You know, I, I was talking to the career services at a technical institute recently, and they said they're foregoing the internships in certain careers. They're just hiring them. They're like, yeah. no, this is no internship. We There is such a demand in certain fields. They're going right out there and, and hiring folks. And well, most happening. AMPs nowadays are being hired directly while they're yep. still in training. They don't even have their uh, power plant certificate in hand yet, and they already have a job waiting on them as soon as they finish their training. Um, and there are many fields like that within aviation that are, you know, your training's not even complete yet, but we're going to go ahead and give you a conditional hire. And that's important to know is that right now there's there's such a shortage amongst, especially the regionals, uh, of every every different career field in pilots and mechanics. And, you know, I, I've helped people get interviews with only five 600 hours and you need 1,500 hours to get an interview with an airline these days. Uh, so that's a good example. The mechanics, you know, I talk to folks at the schools, uh, many different maintenance schools besides the one, of course, uh, at, at Polk State College or the affiliate of Polk State, which is the name is uh, Eric. Travis Career Center is Travis. the one that's operating that program. Yep. Right. And uh, But there's a lot of others I've talked to that uh, one guy said he had a 100% placement rate for the past six months. I was like, holy smokes. 
Hundred yeah, percent placement. I don't know if any of you guys are, you know, connected to or know flight school owners or people who work with fixed space operators. It is very difficult to find an A and P right now. It, it sure is, is. It is virtually impossible to find somebody um, who who can who can come work for you because by the time you find them, they've probably already gotten eight job offers. Yes, that's for sure. And, you know, talk about other job offers like apprentice programs, uh, getting back to that term. Remember that an apprentice program is is awesome because once you're done being an apprentice member, say I have a lot of friends that are electricians, they're apprentices, and uh, once they're through the apprenticeship, they can get out a job a lot of different places, high demand uh, within the electricians, especially with the building boom. Uh, but remember also, as an airline pilot, the first year you're with an airline, you're considered an apprentice member. Pretty and, much, yeah. And uh, the, after 12 months, they decide whether to hire you or not. Now, on a practical standpoint, the, it normally the reevaluation of the apprentice normally always goes as a hire. Very rarely does it not become a hire because you're probably going to be removed from the line before that 12 months is up. Well, if, and they've spent a lot of money on your oh. training for you to get to that for you to get to the line in the first place. You've gone through enough qualifications; they feel comfortable putting you on the line. I mean, something. Something that would have to drastically change when you're out on the line for that to go south. But I mean, it's not like it hasn't happened. No. But no. it's important to think about that. I mean, you're, you know, your IOE, that's, you're basically an apprentice. That's what you're doing. I mean, that's, you're, you're sort of proving that you've learned enough that you can be, um, part of a crew. And, and what you just mentioned, the IOEs, the initial operating experience. I've got to stop using acronyms, and, sorry. <laughs> no, no, this is good. No, this is a good explanation because we hear the term all the time. And that's a period that's defined within the operation specifications for the airline that a new member with that airline, a new pilot, has to go through a specific amount of training with a check airman. And, and once they're completed, they do a check ride, and then they can go fly with uh, any other person that's a pilot on the line. But before IOE is over, you have to be with someone who's a check airman. Check airman is specifically someone who's been trained with the airline that actually can check out a p- other pilots. So you can almost consider them almost like an examiner. They're basically taught to fly by themselves because they're, they're doing a lot of flight instructing there. And just um, remember, that's not limited just to the airlines. Part 135 operators exactly. still have IOE also. This is not something that's just limited um, you know, in, in the 121 world. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because sometimes I forget about my friends at the 135 world. And uh, I have to such... speak for Tom since Tom's not here. <laughs> <laughs> Part 135 and certain 91 organizations. Yep, you know, some 91 there, there's some interesting things there. Uh, so all these words, you know, charter, on demand, air taxi, and then we're also talking 91, which is just private aviation, and uh, really fascinating. It, we're not going to get into that in this conversation, but it, there's some really neat things there as to the different types of flying you get into. We've mentioned it before. Fascinating stuff. But, uh, you know, we talked about internships, we talked about apprenticeships, fellowships, paying for your training through loans, through uh, through a grant from your parents, through your friends, etc. Uh, you know, I've, I've actually owned and operated a few businesses in the past. Um, uh, some people call me a serial entrepreneur. You know, I've, I've owned computer <laughs> businesses, I've owned seafood, international food trading company. And what happens normally when you're looking for a lot of money, it is your friends and relatives a lot of times that'll fund you. Uh, or or a business that's making a lot of money that you say you want to branch off. So you really do need to go and ask those people that you know because they have an attachment to you. Uh, and and this is an important thing is that when you're when you're out there looking at a scholarship, you really want the person to get to know you as an individual because they're they're actually going to be more. They're, they're going to go towards you to actually give you a scholarship if they know you and, and they really like your your cause and and the reason you're doing things. But um, but anyway, what our purpose today was to talk about scholarships, to sell, dispel some some myths, and, and tell people what's out there. Maybe a couple of of really good examples of scholarships. Where uh, I know of one uh, young lady who got a scholarship and actually is all the way through the instrument uh, that she's been a, given a scholarship for. That's terrific. Those that, that's a success story right there. I know Eric has his success story of his own. Uh, and uh, and also there's many students I, I know you can give examples of, but I mean you've been able to get a scholarship, but but let's not just look at you. Let's look at other people. I mean, give us maybe another example of a student that you know fairly recently that that was able to, to get a scholarship. And that you know I'm kind of spoiled in that regard because we do have the James Ray Scholarship here. Um, and you know I actually asked Mr. Ray uh, once, as out of everything you could have done, why why this program? 
why did you why did you elect to do this? And he said, um, I wouldn't have gotten here without other people. And so I want to be that for other, I want to be that for these kids. And I just thought that was such a, what a great, what a great attitude, you know? Um, and, and we're fortunate in that. And that's, that's a regional scholarship. It exists, you know, within Polk County. And if you're listening and thinking, well, I don't live in Polk County. Well, there are a lot of other regional scholarships too. Oh yeah. Hint, hint, aviation scholarship guide. Um, there's lots <laughs> of regional scholarships. There's lots, again, it doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter where you live. doesn't matter what you're trying to do in aviation. There is a scholarship for you. Now there might be a handful as opposed to like a thousand, um, depending, you know, depending on which, uh, which foray you're looking for. But, you know, don't give up on scholarships. Um, and, um, you know, I see these kids all the time who are, you know, who are granted funds, um, you know, to complete their solo, um, through our college program, if they're eligible uh, and can meet the requirements for the James Ray scholarship to get $5,000 annually toward their college expenses. That's a huge deal. And for many of them, it makes the difference between them being able to succeed or not being able to pursue or not. And, um, and that's huge. Um, you know, and if you talked about my situation and when I have students who come to me, they're like, you know, I've applied for all these scholarships. I haven't gotten any. I applied for every scholarship at the time I could find. Um, one of the, I got out. (laughs) So don't try this at home kids, but I got out of a lot of work actually in my typing class in high school because I convinced my teacher that I was searching for scholarships because I wanted to be a pilot. And she, she let me get away with it. Oh, that's too funny. So um, that's why I can't type today. I have to look at the keys because I didn't, I never participated in typing class because I was wow. looking for scholarships. Um, but seriously, every <laughs> single thing I could find, I applied for every single one of them. I got two. I got two of them. One of them happened to be because I was going to college. The other had nothing to do with the fact that I was going to college, it had nothing to do with my age, it had to do with um, an essay that I wrote. And that out of all the essays they, they read and reviewed, they liked my story. They identified with me and they gave me some cash. Um, How did you so, find out about that? Well, that particular scholarship was based through an organization that my parents belonged to, um, industry organization. And never, it would never even would have crossed my mind to, to even think that they, this association would give out a scholarship. Guys, just about everybody gives out a scholarship. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's really, I mean, and I say this now looking backwards going, man, I wish somebody had, you know, grabbed me by the shoulders and shook me and said, um, no, there are all these other opportunities because my scope was in extremely limited. Again, I didn't know who to ask. I didn't know who to talk to. I talked to a lot of guidance counselors. I talked to a lot of financial aid people at colleges and it was all the same stuff. Um, well, just fill out your FAFSA and hope for the best. Like, I, no, I give me a path and I'll follow it, but you got to give me some direction. Um, and I keep saying it, aviation scholarships guide guys, that is, that is the guide. That is the pathway. If that existed when I was, a, I would have applied for every single one of those scholarships. <laughs> it would have taken me, you know, a couple of months to write all the essays, but, but I would have done it. And, but when you're sitting around going, you know, well, I've applied, you know, nobody, nobody wants to give me a scholarship. And I have students tell me this all the time. I'm like, guys, I guarantee you I have applied for more scholarships than you have. <laughs> I guarantee you that I did. And I only got two of them. <laughs> um, and if I had, if I knew then what I know now about how to apply for scholarships and what the goal of it is and how you're supposed to do it, there's no telling how many more I would have gotten. Um, but I, I didn't know what I didn't know. And, um, and that's why I love this guy. That's why I push it. That's why I, I, uh, I, I well, I shove it out on all of my students at the college. <laughs> well, uh, many of them, many of them are, are members and they take advantage of this resource because, you know, I don't have all this information. I couldn't tell you where to go to look for scholarships. That's not, that's not what I do. Um, and you guys have put in a ton of work oh, uh, putting this together and it's, but it, it does help. It is useful. It, it is. Yeah. And and it's it's a labor of love. Let me put it that way. Because yeah. if I had any idea the amount of work going into trying to find all these scholarships when I started, uh, I may not have tried to to scale Mount Everest. Uh, I I may not have 
have tried this. I, I, my mindset was how hard could this be? But to find scholarships and vet those scholarships, which is really important to make sure they're actually available. And, and I mean, there's tons of websites out there with links, but these, this is an actual guide that gives you all the information and we keep in touch with the administrators. And what you just said is really important. People are like, well, where do I find that? And I'm glad that you tell your, your, your students that. And, uh, you know, we've rebranded it. We call it aerospacescholarships.com because the fact that it's for all aviation and aerospace jobs, not just aviation, you know, which is part of aerospace. It's also people that are involved with, like, uh, making engines for rockets. Uh, you could want to become a rocket scientist. We have that. I mean, there's all sorts of cool stuff out there. But but I think that's important what you just said. The, the key point I think Eric's trying to drive home is keep trying. Uh, you know, when I graduated college, I had a you know computer science degree, and I wanted I applied to all these companies. I got over a hundred rejection letters, and at one point we were posting our rejection letters on the outside of our door. If I understood about how to apply for a job, I I probably would not have done it that way. The job that I actually was able to apply and actually get was based on a local company that I had a connection to. I wish I had known that. And, uh, you know, that's, that's basically, and from that, I started a consulting firm and was able to, to pair that off into many other businesses. And the reason I was able to do that was just that, that key element as to why is that person trying to hire you? That's not what we're talking about today. If you want to get more information, you can go to aviationcareerspodcast.com slash coaching. I do career coaching. Uh, I also have a lot of folks in my hopper. That I can give to other, I give you references to some great companies out there like JS Firm is a good one. And, uh, you know, Cage Consulting is a great one also. There's lots of folks out there that can help you. They can also help you with scholarships. I have to say, I probably know a little bit more about scholarships than most because of my involvement with this. Uh, I have never been able to get a scholarship myself. And you know why? Because I didn't apply. Because, and this is what really bugs me. I think this is probably. One of, there's one of the two reasons that I'm doing this. Uh, you know, everything goes back to psychologically, why are you doing something? Well, I thought through my whole life that because, you know, I was, I had a certain amount of money and my parents made really good money that I couldn't get a scholarship. I was so wrong. And my parents even said that. They said, you know, if we'd known better, we would have applied for scholarships because the majority have nothing to do with need. Uh, they just have to do with your affiliation. They have to do with, with you. They have to do with you. And an yeah. affiliation somehow, possibly. But they are, they do have to do with you. You're right. Uh, so that's a really important point, Eric. I, I think that that's good that you drove that home. Uh, it doesn't matter your age. It doesn't matter where you are. Uh, it's it's based on, you know, you. I mean, who you are. Who It could be based on your religion. I mean, if you go to a church, all right, and you have a membership in that church, you can ask, hey, do you have scholarships? And they say, yeah, we do. And you're like, really? And uh, then you start applying for those. As a matter of fact, that's another thing that we were kind of reticent at first to do, but we are adding scholarships in organizations, all organizations within our guide, because I have found uh, just through doing this over the past year that people didn't realize that there was an organization in their own backyard that offered a scholarship they knew nothing about. And and I'll, I'll, I give a, a big shout out to Tom Wachowski, who wasn't able to join us tonight. But he actually was able to get somebody in touch with a local organization that had a scholarship. Not only did he win one scholarship, this person won two scholarships. That's just absolutely, absolutely incredible. That's awesome. And, uh, you know, and, and this, you know, one of the things that I, I you know, I, I keep pushing aerospacescholarships.com. Uh, even if you just look at the 60 for free, uh, do that. If you have a friend that has wants a scholarship or is getting into aviation, buy the guide for them. It's only in ebook format right now. And it's downloadable as a PDF file. We haven't put it into the uh, iTunes store and uh, the Amazon store because we had a little formatting issue with Amazon. We're going to republish it on Amazon, and we'll have it out there. Because a lot of people, we realize, want to want a guide in their hands electronically. We are going to come out with a, a published book. I don't really recommend doing that because it's going to be really expensive. Uh, a big book like that. We're at 250 pages, and we have another 400 scholarships to go. Uh, so it's it's going to be huge. It's it's a huge huge guide. Um, but anyway, Eric, I, you know, this is, this has been really awesome. I think your testimonial, we've talked about this before, but there's a million different testimonies out there. There's a million different scholarships. By the way, if you do know about a scholarship, you know, make sure you forward that to us at feedback at aviationcareerspodcast.com. If you're somebody who's an administrator or you know an administrator or somebody involved in a scholarship, hey, forward them to us. 
uh, and we'll include that in our guide. Uh, if you're somebody listening that does help people with scholarships, let us know. Uh, if it's not in our guide, we'll get it there. Uh, like I said, this is a, it's a monumental task. It's something that I'm really driven to do because I want to get money for everybody so they can get educated. I really, really do. You know, remember also that, um, again, we talked about not being needs based, but also that the fact that if you get a scholarship, uh, you can actually put that on your resume and that putting that on your resume may help you get a job. I mean, if you were the one person that won the Women in Aviation Scholarship for the Tailwheel Endorsement, uh, that's going to look pretty good on your resume. As a matter of fact, here's an interesting thing. You know, I, I speak about women in aviation just because I've been working with them a lot the past week. Uh, you know, there are certain scholarships. If you just show up and fill out the application, you'll probably get it. But then they have other scholarships where you may be 50 or 100 in line. So, you know, as far as competitiveness, don't think that you're you're amongst thousands of people applying. You may be the only one. You may be a hundred. Always apply as if you're amongst a thousand of our applicants. But you you'll probably wind up getting it. Some of the scholarships I talk to, they're like, if you just apply, we'll give it to you. You know, I mean, obviously it's not that easy, but it, pretty close to that. But I think you know, Eric. I mean, have you ever had an experience with with winning? How you know, being able to win a scholarship helped you get a job. Absolutely. It's probably part of the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing today. Um, so I told you that one of the scholarships I got was a, um, was based on the fact that I was going to college and it was a work study scholarship. We talked about these before. Um, and so I got, um, you know, a, a dollar figure allotment. I don't know what it was. I think maybe it was like $1,500, $2,000 a year. Um, and they paid me minimum wage when I did my job on campus. Um, and so I think I started out in a, one of the computer labs. Um, you know, just, you know, being one of the people who sits there to make sure nobody steals the computers or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty meaningless job, but, um, that's what I did. And so they paid me minimum wage for that. And that was back when minimum wage was like a buck 50. So it didn't go very far. Um, and, uh, it was, it was interesting because at the time I was, uh, working or not working. I was obviously pursuing my flight training through college at, uh, middle Tennessee state university. That's where I went to college. And, um, I was mentioning something to our uh, our chief flight instructor at the time. Said, uh, you know, I've got uh, I've got this job I have to go to on campus. Um, I, I work in the aerospace computer lab, and said, uh, oh, how did you get that job? I said, well, I'm a work study student I'm on a work study scholarship, and he said, well, they only give those because of uh, you know like community involvement and you know the fact that you have a um, you know. A history of uh, a good work and you got good references from your employers. I said, well, yeah, um, I, I did. You know, when I was in high school, I, I had several jobs and, you know, tried to do the right thing and all that. He said, it's very interesting. And then a week later, I got a call from financial aid department that said I'd been reassigned to the airport. Um, he had, he called and got me transferred uh, to the airport. Um, and so I started doing my work study at the airport, which then led to me getting a, um, a ground instructor job at the at the flight school um before i had even finished my commercial certificate i think um and uh, that led to me becoming the chief ground instructor before i was even a flight instructor uh before i had my flight instructor certificate and um and that was a really important thing for me because it made me realize how much i love instruction how much i love curriculum design and the back end that goes into building pilots and as a result of that, I realized, you know, hey, I went to college so I could be an airline pilot, but I, I think I like this better. I mean, I love flying, don't get me wrong, but this whole teaching people thing and the light bulb going off, this is really neat. Um, and, and building from that, I've stair-stepped through every job that I've had in aviation to get where I am now running a collegiate aviation program. So, yes, sometimes the scholarship you get might be the thing that completely changes, redirects, and even solidifies your career in aviation. And, and it's done it for you. It's done it for many different people. I'd love to hear people's stories, too. If it's changed your life a scholarship, please write us. Go to the contacts page. Go to feedback at Aviation Careers Podcast and, uh, you know, or send us a voicemail. I'd love to hear your stories because there's some really, really good stories out there. You know, Eric, we've spoken a lot about scholarships. I will say one thing. Uh, I've, I'm preaching to the choir here uh, with Eric, but... My head is about to explode. I I can't tell you how if you come up to me and and tell me, well, I can't get a scholarship because I I don't need the scholarship and I can't 
I can't qualify. I'm I'm going to be I'm going to pull you to the side and talk to you for about an hour. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to we're going to discuss the fact that it doesn't matter. I can't tell you how many times I've heard that. Probably one of the reasons that I've I started this guide is primarily so that Carl's head doesn't explode. And that would be that would be really bad. I mean, yeah, let's it's, not have that. Happen. No, no. And and this is the tape around the head, keeping it together, making sure that that I actually get this information out and and don't get get upset every time I hear that. Uh, but there's so many things out there. I could sit here forever. And Eric, we could discuss the different organizations and you know, the National Air Traffic Controllers Association, uh, the different tribes within the country that have scholarships in aerospace. We also support STEM, science. Technology, engineering, math. I spoke with a technical institute who uh, they had people hiring at, at Lockheed Martin, Honeywell, people in computer science. This is all aerospace directed, all aviation directed, and you know you don't have to be a pilot to love aviation. Uh, one of my my favorite people is David Abbey, who uh, he is a very passionate person about aviation. He has he has no other interest in getting into aviation other than he likes to put forth his passion and help other people move forward. That's one individual, and there's so many people like that. And shout out to David Abbey, by the way, for just being a genuinely decent human being. Oh, um, what a, I mean, what a great guy. So I hope you're listening, David. This is Eric. Shout out for you. Um, well, really Dave- enjoyed hanging out with you during Sun and Fun too. David Abbey, uh, with, with the Stuck Mike Avcast, our other aviation podcast about learning to fly, living to fly, and loving to fly, he actually listens to us, and it was the first time he was ever on a podcast, and I was so excited to have him, and I was shocked. I said, oh, my God, this guy's good. <laughs> you know, I, was like, I, I, I thought he, he, he seemed nervous at first, but he knocked it out of the park. And it's not an act. Like, he's no, just a legitimately no. decent human being, and I, I like yeah. David a lot. And, and, you know, we all have other interests. Dave's in aviation. He works uh, uh, for the for – the, federal government and he has, he has no interest in getting into aviation but he wants to promote aviation just like he's also into certain things that I'm into like lighthouses and trains and things like that and these are all different parts of my life that that I get involved with and have an incredible passion for so where is I'm, the lighthouse and train podcast Carl that's yeah. what I, I don't understand oh, where is no, that podcast no, no, no. we're not going there the the lighthouse one I could get into oh uh, your and, your wife and, just texted me and told me to shut up yes, so I exactly. guess that... <laughs> stop it <laughs> stop don't lead him down that pathway Eric it, you know it's interesting because we just spent some time with the folks from the Bahamas and we discussed the scholarships that they have in aerospace and also in engineering and uh, one of the things we discussed was the fact that in the Bahamas you have some of the last hand wound lighthouses in the world and you can actually go view those and what's the best way to view those in an airplane uh, go to go to Hope Town, check out the lighthouse. So that's how kind of these two things. As a matter of fact, I think I've mentioned this. Many of my check rides, I've asked my examiners to let me go do my turns around a point or whatever over or certain maneuvers over a lighthouse. So uh, you know, I got to I got to see some some really cool maneuvers over you know Jupiter Inlet, uh, the lighthouse there, and also up in uh, in uh, Connecticut at. Uh, at one of the lighthouses up there. I can't remember the name of it. It's a square one. Anyway, so it's it's interesting. All these things do tie together, and your interest in life can be incredibly varied, and aviation is just one of those things. It's the tip of the spear that enables you to get out there and experience all these really cool things uh, that, that you may not have been able to, to actually experience otherwise. You experience a lot of different cultures, and you start realizing we're all pretty much the same. Uh, we all like the same things in general. Uh, but we we actually get to learn each other's traditions and cultures, and that's one of the things that I love about this job. Is there's things I never ever would have found out about. But uh, but anyway, if you're interested in the guide, let me plug the guide real quick. AerospaceScholarships.com is the website, and that's a directory of all the scholarships. What we've done is we've put them into an ebook. If you become a member of the website, which is five dollars a month right now, in June first it goes up to ten dollars a month. And uh, you can just buy one month's access. You can download the the ebook, which is a PDF file. Uh, you will also get all the different uh, guides that we have. The some technical, like the practical guide to winter flying, and certain other uh, approaches, departures, etc. And then you'll get some of the career stuff, like the pilot jobs book, uh, which was put together by Tom Wachowski, who's the author of that, and, and many more to come. We have many things that are going out there one by one, but. 
if you purchase the book at like uh, another bookstore, uh, say on uh, iTunes and the iBook store, excuse me, or also in Amazon, uh, just email us your receipt uh, and uh, we will actually give you one month membership free so that you can get the most current scholarships. Because remember, anytime you put out a guide, the minute you put it out and the biggest criticism you get of any scholarships guide, the minute you print it, it's old and it's going to change tomorrow. I mean, I have actually printed this guide, and a day later, somebody removed one of the scholarships. I was like, oh my gosh, here we go. Uh, but that's just the way it is, and, and you need to realize that. It'll never be the same, and it's it's very dynamic. You know, I, I highly recommend you going, if you don't have that, that kind of cash uh, for the $100 membership per year, it's just 10 bucks a month. It's not it's not that much money, It's and it includes you being able to to just download that. But uh, hey, listen, Eric, before we, uh, we, we, we finish here, uh, we try to get as many questions in, in as we possibly can. I only have one uh, listener mail that came in, and it has actually to do with scholarships. Imagine that. Uh, it was a gentleman actually from Columbia, and I've, I've had the privilege of being able to go to Columbia often uh, with my day job. And uh, the one that I hardly work at, which, you know, Eric always makes fun of me. Uh, is, and <laughs> one of the, my favorite places is Medellin. It's in Colombia, And uh, beautiful, beautiful city. Uh, a lot of new buildings, et cetera. But uh, have somebody that wrote in and said that he wants to study in Colombia, and but the costs are about fifty six thousand uh, dollars. He says there's no scholarships or financial aid, and wants to know what he can do either through foundations, et cetera. Well, I'm here to tell you this: uh, we actually are starting to put foreign scholarships. In other words, we're based in the United States. We're putting scholarships like from the Dominican Republic. Uh, also, we're looking at Colombia. I I've actually have um, somebody from Cuba that has, uh, you know, who's actually now an American who is helping me with all the the Spanish translations, et cetera. My Spanish is, is not that great. I mean, I know how to buy something or whatever, say, Cuanta Cuesta Eso or something, but I don't know how to, I don't know what I'm doing in Spanish, you know, as far as translating some very technical information. So we've brought on board somebody who who actually in her previous life was somebody who was involved in the English as a Second Language program and in the Tampa Bay area and has also one of the people that understands how to get people into this country so that they can go to school. She's a great resource, has uh, done a lot of translations, uh, is, is fluent in Spanish, obviously, because she's from Cuba, and she's helping us with this guide. So if you have any questions about any anything that from, from Latin America, any Spanish-speaking country, I can help you. I, don't, I have another resource for Portuguese, obviously, uh, having a lot of friends from Portugal and Brazil that are helping us with this guide. So those are the, those are the first places we're branching off into is all the Spanish-speaking countries. And maybe Carl will get his Spanish better. I mean, I flew around Mexico for a few years. Uh, I was there every week, uh, but my, my Spanish is very much lacking. Uh, so I've brought on somebody who really knows what they're doing and also knows the specifics. So with that said, you're going to see a lot more scholarships out there uh, that have to do with Latin America. To answer this person's specific question, if if you go to the Ministry of Education uh, down the Republic of, of Colombia, you will find on that website there are scholarships. If you've got a problem linking to it, I have a link at the bottom of the podcast that will link you to the scholarships page. Uh, there's quite a few scholarships out there. They may not be specific to aviation, but there's there's some out there, and, and we are we are moving into that direction because uh, obviously my my ties with Colombia through my day job, and also I have a lot of friends down there, and absolutely love the country. So who knows? Maybe Eric and I will go on an expedition to Colombia to try to find more scholarships and uh, have some outstanding uh, Colombian food and. And 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 enjoy the wonderful weather, especially especially in Medellin. Uh, definitely traveling podcast. I'm I think, always down for that. I think we need to do that. I think we need to do that. Just imagine how much better your Spanish would be if you actually went to your day job. You'd be down there so much more often. <laughs> your Spanish would be so much better. <laughs> it's interesting because most of the places I go, half the places I go to, they speak Spanish. Uh, when mm-hmm. I go on overnights, and um, and normally uh, a lot of these places will speak English to you, but. I do get to to hang out with a lot of folks. It's hard. You have to really get into it. Uh, I think you feel you have to get immersed in it uh, because you learn things that are just for getting around and how to order things. That's all. Um, but I really, really tried at one point, and uh, it worked. I just jumped into it. And uh, one of my my favorite places in in Mexico is uh, Guanajuato and uh, near Leon. Beautiful, beautiful area. And I was able to jump into the classes there. So, um, so there's opportunities, by the way, to do a lot of flying in South America. 
a lot of the mission fellowships, that was one way that most people do get to, to learn uh, different languages. So anyway, thanks for that email. Uh, hopefully that, that'll help you. I'll give you that link. Uh, to the uh, Ministry of Education down in Columbia. Uh, we do, we have started working with a lot of these different places, and you will see more scholarships to come. Uh, so again, look at aerospacescholarships.com uh, and uh, in the Ministry of Education, too. That'll help you out there. Well, gosh, Eric, I think I think that's all we have. Is there anything else uh, you can think of as far as scholarships? Other oh, than geez. Getting well, out, get out there not, and apply? Not for this episode. Um, that's just a, a tease to stick around for the next time scholarships come up because it will because there is always going to be somebody out there who thinks they can't get a scholarship and you can, can, you have to try. Um, you might not get all of them and you may, you know, look at Carl's situation. Carl said he's never won a scholarship because he never applied. You're never going to win them if you don't try. Um, and if you look at somebody like me, you know, I had no idea what I was doing. I wish I had known what I was doing because I probably could have gotten more scholarships. But one of the scholarships I got set me on a career arc that got me to where I am today. So do not give up on scholarships. Push, fight, lower shoulder. Do not give up. Hey, Eric, here's a little tease for for the folks out there. We are actually going to be adding a couple chapters on how to win a scholarship. I have somebody helping me uh, write some chapters and uh, – they're going to help us actually uh, discover how to win a scholarship, the things you need to do. I think that's really important. So that'll be included in, the, I think, in the 2016 guide or possibly an iteration of the guide that we have now. By the way, every quarter we're putting out an updated guide. So if you do get the PDF file on the website and you get access, you can keep downloading that. And also the uh, I can actually upload uh, the new book uh, in iTunes, excuse me, in the iBook store and also in Amazon. Every time there's a new update, I'm able to upload the new version. So take a peek at that. Make sure you have the correct version. You have the most recent version. And it's important, just like on any guide, to look for the, the most recent version. Um, but, yes, we can go on forever. I, I, my biggest thing I'm telling you today, hey, there's money out there, and you can get it if you just apply. Uh, you just have to, to move forward. I'm hoping you'll go out there, grab the guide, uh, and you will see it multiply in number of scholarships because it's something I'm, I've really become committed to. I have a lot of uh, more free time now that allows me to go out and work with a lot more administrators uh, of these scholarships. And this is a project that probably in the next one or two years is going to really come to fruition where, you, where you're going to see at least another 500 scholarships out there and another at least another 5 to $10 million in scholarships uh, within the guide coming up in the next year or so. So, so look forward to that. I look forward to working with Eric. Uh, Eric, uh, let, tell us where they can actually find you in the Twitter universe, I guess, is one of the ways you like to be contacted. Sure. Well, I, I don't necessarily like it, but it does keep my response to 140 characters. So that's actually <laughs> that's a good idea for most of you. If you've ever had a conversation with me like this podcast, Carl's like, man, I wish I could just get him to respond in 140 characters. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter uh, at symbol C Eric Go S-E-E-E-R-I-C-G-O. Um, and I would absolutely love to have a Twitter conversation with you. Um, and if you're interested in the whole Polk State Aerospace thing, I'd love to have you come hang out there too. We tweet at Polk Aerospace, have the Facebook Polk Aerospace also. And amazingly, you can also find us online, polk.edu slash aerospace. Well, thanks, Eric. And you also can find me. I've gotten very involved with Sun and Fun Radio. If you want to hear some inspirational stories about aviation, if you want to listen to interviews with the Tuskegee Airmen, women Air Force service pilots, and uh, people that fly without arms, uh, we have people that uh, have been involved in carrying animals throughout the world, get involved in mission fellowship. Uh, there's also Mission Aviation Fellowship, also uh, veterans. Listen to our veterans fly. You need to you need to go out to Sun and Fun Radio. Those people are some terrific folks. We all do it for vol. We're all volunteers there, and you see a lot more reporting. It's easy to find at snfradio.com. I have links here. If you want to listen on liveatc.net, uh, it's liveatc.net slash snf. And if you want to find us, please, if you have a scholarship, you have an idea for a scholarship, send us some feedback, feedback at aviationcareerspodcast.com. Also, go to our contact page. Send us an email. Like us on Facebook. That's a great word. We're starting to put more stuff on Facebook. So look for Aviation Careers Podcast on Facebook. And, uh, and consider membership, even if it's just for one month, uh, and download the actual scholarships guide. Uh, download the guide and share it with your friends, share it with yourself, uh, and uh, and you might find something that you may be able to use. You never know. You might be able to get your next uh, rating. You might be able to move forward with something. 
You may even be uh, getting a, 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 I don't know, like a, oh, I know. You can go out and become, get your glider rating. There, there's all sorts of stuff out there, all sorts of neat scholarships, and you're going to see more and more coming out. We're really excited to bring it to you. Well, folks, Carl Valeri here with the Aviation Careers Podcast. This has been wonderful bringing this to you. Uh, like I say every episode, do one thing to move your career forward. Uh, the one thing that you can do is, is please go visit the aerospacescholarships.com. Uh, if it's not for yourself, uh, give it to your loved ones, your friends. Uh, see if there's some scholarship in there that you might be interested in or one of your friends might be interested in. Uh, read a book, listen to our podcast, listen to the radio. Uh, there's some good aviation radio out there. There's just a whole universe of new people out there uh, that are moving forward and, and giving you information and teaching you so much in aviation. And it's all a lot of it's free. So I really encourage that. So do something today. Uh, fly safe. We'll talk to you next episode. I can't wait to see you folks actually win a scholarship. Let me know. If you get one, let me know. Feedback at aviationcareerspodcast.com. We'll share it here online. You have been listening to Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. This aviation podcast is produced by the Valeri Aviation Corporation. Although host or guests may receive compensation for products and services discussed in this podcast, compensation never influences our opinion. Before purchasing any product or service, you should always do your own research. Music by Billy Wheeler. All rights reserved.